This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. God is good. He is worthy to be praised. Man, it's a lot going on in the country today. (laughs) But um, I want to explore this this topic. And once again, for anybody joining in, if you got anything else you want to talk about tonight is an open discussion. But I want to explore this topic where I'm asking this question. Is liberalism a death cult? Now, individually, you know, I've looked at the things that 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 are on liberalism. And when I say liberalism, I mean kind of like the stuff that we see on the far left. And the thing with any ideology is that that ideology is going to have some pillars. It's going to have some core beliefs. It's going to have some things that it stands for. It's going to have some hills that is willing to die on. And it's going to have some things that it promotes. And when I look at some of the stuff that's being promoted by the hardcore liberalists, what I find is that there's, there's, there's um, a theme that's in them, right? And so when I look at these things individually, I'm able to figure out that they're they're wicked individually. But it wasn't until I heard a commentator, a guy named Michael knows, he's like a political pundit, but he actually brought up the notion that everything is basically centered around pro-death and anti-life. And so when I look at something like what's being promoted, when I look at abortion, when I look at um, the breakdown of the family structure, when I look at what they call body positivity or fat phobia, when I look at things like um, what they would call sex positivity, when I look at things like the promotion of illicit drug use, when I look at things like You even see this happening in Canada. They have assisted death, meaning that if somebody is feeling like they're very sick and they just don't want to live anymore, the doctor can go in and they can kill that person. And then, of course, we get into some of the other things. You're getting into the whole transgender where people are chopping off their genitals and having surgery done to change themselves into the opposite gender or sex or whatever they're trying to do and they're chopping off their 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 intimate parts right and so we see this happening and you know i i was able to figure out all these things individually but when you really look at it everything that is really promoted by these extremists is really the promotion of death and the thing about it is the first commandment that god gave man if i'm not mistaken right He told them to be fruitful and multiply. Okay, well, man and women together. The first commandment that we see in the word is be fruitful and multiply. And so that's God's expectation of us in the earth. He wants us to reproduce. He wants us to populate the earth. He said that we're to have dominion over the earth and to subdue it. So that's his wish for us. That's his goal for humanity. And we know that each human is created in the image of God. Male and female created he them. But what we find when we go to um, the other side, uh, what the devil wants for humanity, obviously he despises the image of God. 
So everything that's that's even close to the image of God, he be, he wants to destroy it. He wants to deface it. He wants to replace it. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to deface and replace. Remember, his mission statement, which I believe is maybe in Isaiah 28, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. But his mission statement, he says, I will be as the most high. And so when we really think about this now, he wants to set up his own world that looks its own way. And functions his own way. And he wants it to be the complete opposite of everything that God has established. And so he already knows that he is ordained to hell, meaning the devil in the kingdom of darkness, right? Satan in the kingdom of darkness. The scripture says that hell was created for the devil and his angels. But unfortunately, it enlarges itself every day to accommodate man, those who choose to reject Jesus Christ. So what we find is that basically when you look at what's going on, he's trying to put his stamp on things. And one example of this recently is a statue that was erected in New York recently. And this statue is one that um, is supposed to represent from, from how it's being marketed. It's supposed to represent the late Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and it's also supposed to represent abortion, right? So I'm going to show you this statue, okay? Now think of all the things, some of y'all might have seen it, but think of all the things, if you're trying to exemplify these things, what would you really come up with? Now, if you looked at the thumbnail, you'd have already seen it. <laughs> Glory to the Lamb of God. But let's check out this article real quick. It says... Um, New York elevates horned statue paying homage to RBG and abortion. Critics say it looks satanic. Well, guess what? It does look satanic. So I must be a critic. And so here's the deal, right? Um, we got this statue. When you look at this statue and you see it spiritually, what we have is these horns. They're these devil horns that are right where this right on top of this woman's head. What that is actually representing is that's representing a false Canaanite god called Molech. So we read about Molech or Moloch. So we read about Molech in the scriptures because this is who people would go to. They would go to either Molech or, or Baal and they would offer child sacrifice. And this was the offering that they made to their god. And this particular god, this Canaanite god got satisfaction from the blood of children. And so what the devil has done, the scripture says there's, there's nothing new under the sun. But obviously we don't live in a culture where you can just, at least for right now, you can just openly sacrifice a baby. And so what he has done in order to satisfy that, that God, in order to keep the spirit of murder in the land, is he's fueled abortion. And what abortion is doing is it's really just an offering to Moloch, okay? 99% of the people who do it have no clue that that's what they're doing, but that's what's actually going on, spiritually speaking. And so when you, when you offer those murders, what's allowed to happen is you're allowed to have the spirit of murder have a license to run free in the land. That's why when you go to a lot of these inner cities, a lot of these inner cities are where the murder rate is highest, and that murder rate is high because the spirit of murder has already marked this territory in that particular region. 
So what happens now is you erect a statue like this where she has these horns that are resembling Moloch. I'm not sure if I fully explained Moloch. Let's actually just look him up real quick so you can see what he looks like. And then we'll go back to the article. Um, but he has horns as well. Right. So. If we were to look up uh, Moloch. OK, there's this Wikipedia image here. Uh, hopefully y'all can see that it's a little small on the screen. But basically, he is uh, a horn idol. OK, this is a horn idol. And even in a, a secular website like Wikipedia, we see that the purpose of this idol is for child sacrifice. And so it's no coincidence that when we look at this statue of uh, this thing that's supposedly that, well, it is dedicated to Ruth Bader Ginsburg and also abortion. These horns are not by accident. What this is, is this is representing that, hey, we know that Roe versus Wade got overturned. This is our next move. This is our chess move. We're erecting this in New York City, which I've heard in New York. I don't know if this is true, but I heard this a few years ago. There are more black babies that are aborted than black babies that are born in New York City. So New York is obviously a hub for abortion. And basically, I'm not sure if they're one of these states, but a lot of these states have gotten to the point where they're pushing for you to have abortion pretty much up until the baby even comes out. Right. Like it used to be that they they would say you need to do it when it's a matter of life and death for the woman or, you know, it's in a case of rape or incest or something like that. But now it's to the point where it's just by discretion, you know, kind of like marriage It's like you can just what is it called? Um, basically, when you divorce somebody, when irreconcilable differences, that's how they're treating abortion. You can just go get one just because you just want to. And so uh, they have the late term now. And what is happening when we see these statues, if you play, if you pay close attention. All over the country, statues are being torn down and then other statues are being erected. And that's not by just people going crazy. That's not by happenstance. What's happening is everything that takes place in the physical world is already taking place in the spiritual world. And what's happening is people are trying to usher in a new system. And, and, and some people are doing this not even spiritually. They're, they consciously are trying to do this. They're trying to tear down the current system. But they know as long as we still have images of the old way, as long as we still have these images of the patriarchy, these old white men with weaves in their hair, and you know, as long as we still got these people that were slave owners, we can't thrive in the new system. Now, if you want to tear down some slave, well, I'm not against tearing down any statues, let me say that. But let me say this. <clears throat> I get the idea of somebody wanting to just say, I don't like the fact that this person was a slave owner. I get that. But the problem is that the new system, which I guess is not the patriarchy, but the new system is a system of death and wickedness. And the new system, if you just look at this statue right here on, on the screen, when they erect these statues, what's really happening is 
it's just like when when a person has demons and then they start getting a bunch of tattoos. You ever seen somebody really kind of they look possessed? You know, it's people that's possessed that don't even look possessed. Let's get that clear. But you ever see somebody where the de the demon has so much authority in their life and this person is so given over to it and this person is so broken that they begin to adjust their cadence to look like the demon. They'll have tattoos all over their body, tattoos all over their face. Then they got to get a bone stuck through their nose and they got to get one of them big discs flopping in their ears. And now they got to, you know, start knocking their teeth out and cutting their tongue like a lizard. All of that is that particular demon or those demons saying, this is who or what I really am. And this is how I want to express myself in the natural. And this is something that Brother Bowden explained very well. He's saying that the demons, because they are spiritual beings, they can't actually, um, well, some people say they have seen demons. They probably have. But normally speaking, they can't really express in the flesh. And so they look for a host. They look for a human to come and reflect how they really want to be. And the more that the society basically kind of caters to these type of people, the more people are licensed to go walk around. The demons are licensed to walk around and look like this freely. There's a guy that I saw. He is basically um, converting himself into a what he calls a black alien. He's really a demon. Well, He's a human that's possessed by a demon. I'm not sure what percentage human and demon he is at this point. Got to be a good 99.9. .9. But that being said, he's now mad because he can't get service at certain restaurants. So his thing is, you know, who cares that I look like how I look? I should be able to, if I want to pay and eat at this restaurant, I should be able to walk in. Well, no, sir, you're a freak. And because of the choices that you made to yield yourself over to this demon, we have to uphold a standard. If I'm taking my family, my wife and my kids out to dinner and my kid is four years, my kid could be, I was about to say four years old. My kid could be 30, my kid could be 14 years old, 24 years old. I don't want you, I don't want to see you when I'm trying to have a nice evening with my family. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. But what's happened is the devil, who is the prince and power of the air, I mentioned this maybe last week, he is conditioning it so that nobody can say anything about anything, right? Nobody is supposed to acknowledge anything. <laughs> nobody is supposed to. You got a freak sitting right in front of your face and you supposed to just like just not say anything. You know, you have a, 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 a guy, OK, who believes he's a woman and he's 300 pounds and has a beard, but he has a wig on and he wants you to call him she and you're not supposed to say anything about it. Why is that? It's because whenever there's a God, that God has authority and that authority is governed by fear. And when we are in the authority of God. The scripture says that we fear God and keep his commandments. But when we are in the, uh, the authority of the devil, which we we ain't, if you watching my video, I hope you shouldn't be. But if anybody is under the authority of the devil, 
then you begin to fear him. And how does he do it? He does it through his law, his times and his seasons. He changes it through his antichrist spirit and the antichrist laws that he implements when he changes the times and the seasons. So basically he does this by, by having his version of fear, which is phobia. So you can't be homophobic, transphobic, fat phobic, xenophobic, slut phobic, any other type of phobics. And, and, and trust and believe there are going to be some more phobics if we keep, as my mother said, keep on living. <laughs> when we keep on living, you're going to see some more phobics. And if you still have your right mind and you're sound in your right mind, you're going to be feeling like I'm the only sane one. But nobody can say anything about it. And so abortion is one of the main catalysts. Right. But we and, and, and that's the obvious promotion of death. But where does abortion spring from? Abortion is really just an offshoot of feminism. So what we actually have, um, we have feminism, which told was basically said. It, it, it came under the, the, the disguise that women should be equal to men. But what the real spirit of it was, was to separate men and women, right? And to make women so much like men that they become undesirable. So the offshoot of feminism spawned the sexual revolution, the free love movement, where now that women have been told they can be like men, Okay, now they are having sex like men. And so now you have the the beginning of the destruction of the family and the destruction of the family is an anti-life movement because you need men and women to copulate so that you can have offspring. So now what happens is <clears throat> people are still having sex, but then around like I think 1979 or something like that. Now you have the 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 Roe that's when Roe versus Wade got put into law. So now you can have the illegal sex, but with the illegal sex, now you can terminate the baby. So it made it convenient. Now you also are not having marriages. So because I'm not married to this person, I don't want to have a kid with them. So now this is an anti-life movement. He's reducing the human population by by uh, basically putting men and women against each other to the point where now in 2023, we got gender wars happening everywhere, right? Every race almost in dealing with, you know, modern men and modern women, we, we are at odds with one another, generally speaking. So although that might not be a direct death uh, part of it, it's an anti-life part of it and so from that that's where we really get the influx of the lgbt agenda because one of the reasons why people are straight is because they have seen the dynamic between man and woman and the harmony that god created for man and woman to complement one another and they've seen that work but when you've got a generation that has grown up with 
I forgot the divorce movement as well. But when you've got a generation that has grown up without seeing their parents together or you got the father absent from the house or you 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 your parents are not consistent. They don't love each whatever the case may be, but you just don't see family model or you you're not in the house where you see how a man is supposed to treat a woman or how you're supposed to be as a man becoming a man because the father is not there. Now that person is more likely to become confused because they don't have a, a proper image of what a woman and a man is actually supposed to be. And that's why we have, when you look at the stats and you look at each generation and how they identify sexually, the older the generation, the smaller the percentage is that considers themselves LGBT. But when you look at Gen Z and younger, it's a very high percentage of them that consider themselves LGBT. And so you got to ask the question, what is creating these people who identify this way? Now, those that are that are liberals, what they will say is that folks have always been this way. And it's just that now we're we're we are enlightening. We are evolving as a society and we can speak about this freely and we're learning more about what it means to be fluid and what it means to to not be bound by the dichotomy that the patriarchy comes up with. You're either male or female. No, I can be this and I can be that. I can. You know, they got over 72. I think I, the highest number I've seen, like 90 something terms that they come up with for this spectrum of what they call gender identity. But. What's happening is these generations don't have men or women. They don't have good examples of men and women in their homes to see every day. And they're also being marketed to. And these kids are being tricked and swindled into believing that this is how they actually are. I also believe that these spirits are being put in these kids through the media, through the music and all of that. So all of this is anti-life to the point where the LGBT, we're, we're pushing the T hard now. You know, I, I made a video last year. In a minute, we're going to be pushing the P. Y'all know what the P is. But for now, we're pushing the T very hard. And what the T does is the T asks people to modify themselves physically, which results in long-term effects where they can no longer produce children. You have guys that are literally chopping their genitals off. And then some of them are actually regretting it after the fact. But this is what we're dealing with. So what I want to do, I want to take a little pause for the cause because I did say tonight was an open discussion and I don't want to get too far ahead. God bless everybody joining in. We're having a, a, a discussion tonight asking the question, is liberalism a death cult? Because everything they seem to do is centered around death. Now, in a minute, we're going to get into some of the other phobias, like the um, like the uh, gender identity. Sorry, not gender identity. The um, the body positivity. You know what I mean? The body positivity. And I'm just laughing because they have a euphemism for everything. And a little. I had an idea for a solid talk. It's called, uh, if I ain't even going to do it, I'll save it for another day. 
But one thing I want to say is that they have a name and a euphemism for everything. So God bless everybody joining there. God is good. Um, praise the Lord. B, God bless you. Sister Marsha, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Brother Joseph says, pharmaceuticals, surgeries are their answers for any problem. Absolutely. And there's big business in that. There is big business in what you can sell people because you get them going out and you get them coming in. You market the McDonald's to them. You tell them, hey, you can be as fat as you want to be. Go eat 55 chicken nuggets and six orders of fries and three sweet teas. And then later on down the line, you send them to the hospital. You send them to the liquor store. You send them to the hospital. You send them to, you tell them, uh, hey, you can be a slut. We're not going to slut shame you. Be who you want to be. Be sexually liberated. But then when you look at the stats, the women today are on more antidepressant drugs than they've been on in human history, or at least in American history. Why is that? It's because the feminism has convinced them that they should function outside of a role that they were created to be. And so they're 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 believing the lie of the serpent. And then when they bought into this lie, they're seeing that, yeah, it may produce happiness, but it's not producing me any joy. And when they don't have this joy, now all of a sudden they got to get on antidepressants because, yeah, OK, I got this job and I'm dealing with these men and I can sleep with this man and that man. But none of them really like me deep down inside. They know these guys really don't like them for real. And they know deep down inside there, there has to be more to life. And so, like you said, Brother Joseph, they just put them on drugs. You know what I mean? Somebody convinced, confused to believe they one thing or another, put them on drugs. You know, they, we had the, the, the pandemic. They, they want to just issue a vaccine. You know what I mean? But <laughs> nobody was exploring ways to be healthier, things you can eat to strengthen your immune system. Nobody wanted to explore that. But like you said, it's big pharma. B says death culture sounds about right. Everything is anti-life and we're going to get into what it really is in a minute. Kill, still destroy. It's getting darker. Tatiana says so obvious they don't care to hide it anymore. Praise the Lord. God bless you, Glean. God bless you, Deja. Praise the Lord. God is good. New York, New Hampshire, Maryland, California, and New York has the highest abortion rates. That does not surprise me. You know, um, <clears throat> Maryland is interesting because uh, I live in Maryland, obviously, uh, but these are, you know, these East Coast type cities and D.C. is probably pretty high up there, but D.C. Is, actually is a small city area wise it's not dc is not that big i can drive from i can drive from one part of dc to another in about 30 minutes right tops so that's probably why dc is not on the list but maryland you got to think about it maryland is effectively the dc area but then you also have baltimore maryland which is its own metropolis in and of itself so when you get over and be more be more is a whole nother world they got that's a different type of we ration dc but Baltimore, that's a different type of ratchet. Like, <laughs> like they don't even make me feel ratchet. You know what I mean? Like, be more. They like, 
let me not talk about BMO. I might have some BMO people on here, but I don't even think DC like ratchet for real, for real. DC is like hood, you know, little gutter. We kind of fly, you know, we got a little swag and our lingo and our culture, but I don't think we like ratchet, but Baltimore a little bit ratchet. Um, B says farmer, sorcery, and Jezebel culture. You're right about not having the right to have a different opinion. Yeah, they don't want you to have a different opinion. Glory to God. Yeah, they're mutilating their bodies. Satan will never tell you the consequences of sin. Absolutely. He never tells you that part. I was thinking about this earlier today. He never tells you the consequence of sin. All we think about is the feeling. And, and I'm so glad you said that because earlier today I was just thinking, I need to, and really all of us need to start looking at things through the through the consequence, or another way to say that is the fruit. Meaning, let me not look at this for what I see at face value, but let me look at this for what the outcome is going. What's what's the long term? What type of fruit is this going to produce? You know, it's like certain type of things, whether it be food, whether it be life, whether it be women, whether it be men, we look at them on the surface and we look at it for the moment, the pleasures of sin for a season. But oftentimes it's just a matter of time. You know, the scripture says in uh, first James, no, I say first James, I'm tripping. James chapter one, verse five, I believe. Let me see if I can glance at it right fast. I'm trying to talk country on y'all. Um, James chapter one, I just happen to have common English up. It says, but anyone who, no, 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 no. That's not what I want. No, that's around 13, 13. No one who is tested should say God has tempted me. This is because God is not tempted by any form of evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Everyone is tempted by their own cravings. The King James says lust. And they are lured away and enticed by them. Once those cravings, lust, is let me let me just read this, then I'll give you the real version. <laughs> Once those cravings conceive, they give birth to sin. And sin, when it grows up, it gives birth to death. So what we find is that when you talk about conception, that's when, when something meets and it begins to form, but it's not formed yet. But the end result of it is death. And that's basically the, the crust of what I'm talking about tonight is the fact that the culture markets everything at a face value, but it does not market to you that the end result is death. A good example of this is when you look at some of these um, body positivity movements, which basically are telling people that you can be as fat as you want to be and you can eat as, as much as you want to eat and you don't need to do anything about it. And so what we have is you got people that are literally on TikTok and YouTube and they are doing these things called mukbangs or if I'm pronouncing that right, a mukbang, a mukbang. And what that basically is, is... Uh, they just sit and they eat enormous sizes of food. It's just basically gluttony. It's like just lust, right? <laughs> and I saw one this week. I was watching this video uh, on YouTube, 
and I saw one where this guy is so fa so fat. Sorry, I just y'all know I just went to it that he he has a breathing respirator on his nose while he's doing the mukbang, and we are so. We are so convinced that for somebody to be demonic, they gotta have, like I said earlier, a bunch of tattoos and they gotta, their tongue gotta be flailing out their mouth and their head gotta be spinning around in a circle like the exorcist. But you don't need to have any of that to be possessed. You can have a demon of gluttony. For somebody to sit in front of that much food. Now, now Brother Greer can eat. You know what I mean? Now, I've been doing this juice fast. I think my stomach probably done shrank. And I really can't eat like I used to, to be honest. But uh, I battled the spirit of gluttony. And what I know is that it'll convince you that you're hungry when you aren't even actually physically hungry. And so you get people, I don't want to, I, 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 Lord have mercy. I'm not even sure if I can show y'all this because I'm not sure what this guy is wearing. <laughs> Let me click on this video before I show you. Oh, he got on shorts. Y'all have seen it before. Y'all have seen it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. My bad. I'll try and grow up. Hold on. One day I'm going to grow up. I promise. It's just like, hold on real quick. Um, so uh, what you get, right, is you get these type of people and what you see is this guy, He he's going to eat all of this in one setting, okay? He done got every flavor of the chicken nugget dipping. This man is so linked up and, and, and locked in with McDonald's. He got sauces that I ain't even, even know existed, right? I thought they had barbecue, honey mustard. I think I knew they had ranch. But he got a good 12 different sauces sitting in front of here. He looked like what got to be at least about 40 chicken McNuggets, probably more than that. Sizes, I thought they stopped selling the super size. He didn't, he didn't, this man is so locked in with McDonald's, he got a super size plug, right? Let me stop, let me stop talking about this guy. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Christian, let me calm down. <clears throat> but the point is basically, we see how much food these people eat, and what you get in the comments, let me pray, play this briefly. I don't want to play too long. Copyright. Extra marriage. What you see in the comments of mayo is everybody is going to be egging this person on, and this is a spectacle because we're all sitting up here and we're worshiping this this demon. One thing about demons, I got to give it to them; they are entertaining. We're worshiping this gluttonous demon. Literally killed this man right before our very eyes. But what liberalism will tell you is that if you say anything about that man's weight, then you are fat shaming and you are more importantly, they'll say you're fat phobic. And then they will say that this man has a right to be as fat as he wants to be. And there's nothing wrong with it. He does have a right to be as fat as he want to be. But you can't say that there's nothing wrong with it. Because we see what happens in these situations. I'm not going to speak nothing over the man. You know what I mean? Because I want to see the man alive and saved. So we're just going to leave it at that. Y'all, We know what happens from thousands of years of humanity. What happens when people don't take care of their bodies? 
a buddy of mine. He's a health nut. He's my buddy from the world. He sent me an article which basically has the headline, Biden admin expert claims obesity cannot be treated with exercise and good diet. Now, I'm not going to go into all of this, but basically what you'll see there, that's the headline. It's not focusing. That's the head. Oh, it's got a minimal focus and distance. Hold on real quick. My camera making me look bad. There you go. Biden. It keeps trying to get my face. Y'all see it. I just read it. And basically what they're trying to suggest is that obesity doesn't have anything to do with how people take care of themselves, but it's a genetic thing. Now, here's the deal, right? Um, there could be a part of someone's genetic makeup that could cause them to be a little more fleshy, right? They're a little more fleshy. They might have a certain skeletal build that's not as athletic of a body type, ectomorphin, endomorphin, whatever that stuff is called. But the, the, the point is, we know from all of human history that if you want to be fit, or at least if you just want to be moderately healthy, all you have to do is make good choices. All you have to do is eat right and be active. That's it. You know, I'm not saying that's going to get you a six pack. I'm just saying that that's enough for you to be moderately healthy. And they got all these excuses for everybody. Oh, it's a food desert. Oh, you know, they got this thing now. They say obesity is racist, right? It's like <laughs> because I guess the commercials when they market, somehow they market more to black people. And, you know, there's food deserts or all this other different type of stuff that once again, just basically says black people are not capable of thinking for themselves. But, you know, every grocery store I've been to has had a produce section. Every fast food restaurant I've been to has had a salad. So I'll be honest, you got to make the choice to choose the salad. Sometimes it's harder to choose the salad when you got the burger and the fries sitting right in front of your face. But the point is, life is nothing more than a series of decisions. And when we make certain decisions, it's because of the choices that we make. It's because we have made that choice and that's what we got to live with the consequences of those decisions. Every now and then something happened to you, right? Sometimes things happen that we had no control over, but generally speaking, for the most part, life is going to be a series of decisions and we just have to choose wisely. Um, but yeah, so that's the other one. Uh, body positivity or fat phobia, as they call it. They're pushing that hard now. Somebody was telling me Lizzo tried to lose some weight and her fans got on her because she looked like she was losing weight. So you got this poor girl, right? I ain't gonna call her poor. She has a mind of her own. But you got this young woman. Her career is really just based off her being fat. Let's just be honest. I mean, I guess she can make good music. I guess she can play the flute or something like that. I really don't know you know i used to have a theory i I like wow conspiracy theories um just because they're fun to laugh at y'all know i got there ones that are true but i like wild ones you know we got the recent one about damar hamlin i thought that was funny the body double thing i haven't ruled that out i don't think he's dead 
you know, but that person at the game was very suspect. Most likely is him, but I'm just saying it was very suspect the way they were treating him. But um, yeah, I have a theory that uh, Lizzo and the other guy, Mon- Montel, the dude that sings Old Town Road, my theory is that they didn't really have fans and we're just told that they have fans. Now I think Lizzo does kind of have fans, but I kind of feel like she was just marketed to us as though she had fans, <laughs> you know, but I don't listen to today's music, so I really don't know. But I do know if they play the song a thousand times on the radio, they can make you like it regardless of how good or bad it is. Cause I've had songs that I didn't like. And then like a month later, I know all the words and I find myself doing this and I'm like, I hate this song. <laughs> I hate this song, but the song crank. But the point is she can't even lose weight because if she loses weight, she loses her marketability. She loses her fan base because she's basically the mascot for all of this type of craziness that we see going on. God bless everybody joining in. We're talking tonight asking the question, is liberalism a death cult? But if you got something else that's on your mind, just go ahead and throw it out there and we might be able to tackle that too. The other thing that we see happening in this movement of liberalism is, um, I mentioned how you can now, up in Canada, you can let the doctors know if you wanna just have yourself killed because you might be terminally ill or something like that. Um, drug use is big in liberalism. They want everybody as, as high and inebriated as they can possibly be. They want you as drunk as you can be. They want you to basically be an idiot because as long as you're not sober minded, they can push anything on you and you don't even have the mind to think twice about it. They definitely want that for you. Um, you know, they're pushing uh, marijuana is basically legal now, pretty much. Um, but you hear people talking now about acid and DMT and all of this other type of stuff they're getting into, which is really just another form of death. You know, people treat weed like it's just so harmless, but weed is a psychotic drug. You know, I mean, you might have different reactions. You might eat it and you eat it. You might smoke it and then you just want to eat and philosophy, you know, all day. Or you might eat it and you might eat it. You might smoke it and you might start tripping out, you know, but either way, you shouldn't be driving high and you'll get the people. Oh, I drive better when I'm high. I drive better when I'm drunk. OK. All right. Cool. Yeah. Good story. But that's what they're pushing. So it leads to death. It leads to financial death. You're so lazy, you can't even get a job. You just want to sit, sit at home and smoke weed on your mother's couch and eat Cheetos all day. You get uh, like you potential of accidents, whether they want to admit that or not. Um, then when you start to really get into the pills that people are popping now, they want to ease the pain. So you get into these perks. This is what we're seeing now. The perks Uh, And a lot of these fake perks are being laced with fentanyl. So you got a lot of young people, a lot of young black people, too, that are experimenting with the hard drugs. And they're taking these perks and overdosing and turning up dead. They don't tell you that part. But what do we see in all of these liberal rap songs? 
oh, da da da, you know, popping perks, popping pills, da 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 da. Yeah, until you end up dead. And the rappers do that. They, they, it wouldn't surprise me if they don't even do it. <laughs> like, I know they smoke weed, but, you know, I think it was one rapper I saw. I confused these guys. I want to, I want to say it was Future, but I could be wrong. I think he says something like, he has stopped doing drugs, but he had to keep rapping about doing drugs because the people that listen to his music like when he rap about doing drugs. So he's like, I don't even pop pills no more. I don't even do this, but I got to still say it because that's where my bread is buttered. So the devil is coming at all of this from all angles. And the central theme behind all of this is what? Aside from the death, aside from the, the anti-life, the central theme behind it is what's called secular humanism. It's basically the idea that humans can make their own choices and be their own God. Now, we can always make our own choices even under God, but secular humanism basically places man as God. And the problem with that is that man is in flesh. And the scripture says there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. So this is where we have all of the, the propping up of these ugly statues that you see popping up everywhere and all of this crazy stuff that you see going on in the nation. This is man designing America after the desires of his own flesh and after really the inspiration of Satan because Satan's bread is buttered in the flesh, right? That's where he gets most of his victories. He uses the flesh to steal your soul. The scripture says, in your patience, possess ye your soul. So he uses the flesh to condition the soul, right? which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. It's almost like a computer. It's, it's going to go after whatever it feels feeds it. And he convinces it that junk food is basically what's going to make you fulfilled, but that's never the case. And so the secular humanism, because it dwells in the flesh, is destined for death. The scripture says no flesh is going to glory in the presence of God. So when you got a flesh-centered movement, Right. All you're left with is death. And that's what liberalism is. The word liberalism, the root word is liberal, which is supposed to mean free. And so what the devil's trying to do is he's kind of trying to convince man that you are now free from the dictates of God. So God's solution is to free man from sin. Through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the deliverance of the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter. But Satan's so-called solution is to free men to sin. And he disguises the promise of death. It's the same doctrine that he preached to Eve in the garden. It has not changed. God said, if you eat from this fruit, you're surely going to die. Satan, uh, the serpent told Eve, you shall not surely die. You can sin. You can disobey God and you won't die. That was the very beginning of secular humanism. What took place in the garden 
and he's still peddling the same lie today. And so all of these liberals operate after the satanic creed, which is do as you will. That will be the whole of the law. If it feels good, do it. All of that type of stuff. And that's what we're dealing with today. It's a whole delusion that's been created to sabotage man. So look at what happens here. I'm reading some comments. We're going to get back to the comments. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's exactly right. Satan would never tell you the consequences of sin. Marsha says, I saw on Instagram a video. Excuse me. I saw an Instagram video where they stated that they are taking the word sin out of the dictionary. Wow. Mm. I don't even know what to say about that one. It doesn't surprise me, but I don't even know what to say about that one. They want to take the word sin out of the dictionary. Why do they want to do that? They want to do it because man wants to be his own God. It's as simple as that. Man wants to be his own God. Glory to God. God bless you, Sister Constance. Sister D, God bless you. Sister Constance says they don't want to explore the healthy ways because it takes time. Yeah, if you're talking about they being humans, a lot of people are looking for the quick fix, unfortunately. DJ says DC is not on the list because it's not a state. Oh, okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, because I know, I know some, I know these, these I've been in DC my whole life. I know about these DC chicks. But she says DC is extremely high. Wow. B says sin is being rejected as if to say they feel incriminated for sinning and don't want anything to do with that word sin, nor do they want to have anything to do with God. Wow. Man wants to have his own moral compass free from what he would call the, the bondage of God. The word of God has standards and boundaries. People tend to look at boundaries as keeping you away from stuff, but they don't look at boundaries as protecting you from stuff. And God is trying to protect us from the consequence of sin. If you really, if you really look at how God designed sin, the scripture said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You know, what happens is God gives you little clues that this is not good for me. You eat that that burger and that fr you eat what that guy was eating on that. <laughs> you, to, you eat this. After this, you're going to have some heartburn. That heartburn is the grace of God telling you, man, I need to slow down. Man, I, I need to chill out. I need to take it easy. Maybe I need to get a salad next time. You drink that liquor, you get that headache, you get that hangover the next day, you get into that car accident, you sleep with somebody that looked like they was at an eight in the club, and then you cut the lights on the next morning and they was a four and a half. That's the warning sign from God. Hey, you need to take it easy. 
you need to chill out. <laughs> you smoke that weed, you late for the job interview, you got fired from your job. That's the warning sign. You need to slow down. You mess around with them people. You know what I'm saying? And you just slept with four or five people and you contract some. That's the grace of God telling you you need to make a better decision. Right. But Satan, he, he got a pill for everything. <laughs> you eat that. You eat that uh, with that guy. 80 probably going to take a Pepto-Bismol or antiacid or something like that and, and just use some pharmacia to clean it all up. Constance says the sad thing about it is a lot of this food food is not really food if they investigate that's a whole different discussion sister but you might be on to something you might be on to something i've heard those type of theories i haven't dug into them but you know i know what they say about the so-called ground beef and stuff like that Okay, Christ Warrior. I like Christ Christ Warrior. I like you because you always try to get me in trouble, and I love that. I guess we're going to switch gears a little bit. The question says, what's your take on the Memphis situation? Very unfortunate, but it seems like things like this happen when they have an agenda to push. I could be wrong. All right. <laughs> Let me start by saying this. I watched the video. From what I saw in the video, the per, the police were absolutely wrong in that situation. Um, now, I'm a person. I keep it 100. I call balls and strikes. So if you really knew how I felt about a lot of these police situations, you probably wouldn't even like Brother Greg that much because my thing is just like. I look at the root of the situation. I look at what takes place, decisions. You know what I mean? I look at a whole lot of stuff and I, I look at it objectively. I don't care if you white, black, green, yellow, or purple. I just look at it objectively. And in looking at it objectively, what I saw in this case, first, of, and, and I think I saw the whole video, but more will probably come out. Y'all know how these things good. They give you a bit and a piece right up front to get an initial reaction then they start giving you more information and more video after the fact once you are already married to an opinion because they want to stir up controversy and, and discord and disagreement but from what i saw in this video it looked like there was supposed to be some sort of traffic stop but from what i saw where the video started it looked like they just opened the dude's door and just dragged him out of the car so I don't know what took place. I don't know if he was evading. I don't know if they had a conversation before the video started, but it looked like they just pulled him out of the car, right? So they got him on the car, excuse me, on the ground rather. And um, when they tell him to get on the ground, he gets on the ground or he, he's thrown, something happens, he ends up on the ground, but then they're like, turn over on your stomach and he keeps saying, like, I'm on the ground, I'm, I'm, I'm on the ground, da, da, da. And they keep telling him to put his hands behind his back. Now, I watch a lot of police videos. I've been watching a lot more lately on YouTube, like Code Blue Cam and stuff like that. Hats off to all the good police officers and what you got to endure on a daily basis. I don't even know how y'all do it. But 
one thing I see often in a lot of these videos, it'll be like the cop will be will be wrestling with the person and they'll be like, stop, stop uh, resisting, stop resisting. Now, for the most part, I think these people usually are resisting. But I think sometimes I wonder if the cops are like just like flailing them around and the person not really resisting or whatever. <laughs> so they were doing this with this guy who was a very thin built then built guy. People are saying he was like 150 pounds. I don't know if that's true. Maybe. But um, I just had a, a an issue, an issue figuring out why it was so hard for them to get him in cuffs the first time. I'm like, he's not that big. It's more of y'all than him. Why can't y'all just, I always wonder, like, why can't the cop just like break his arm into place. Maybe they're not supposed to do that. Maybe that's protocol, you know, but I watched enough UFC and I, I even took karate myself. I'm like, just just take the back of my arm and just yank his arm behind his back. But they keep saying, put your arm behind hands behind your back, lay lay face down on the ground, lay uh lay chest down on the ground or flat on the ground. Now the guy kept saying I'm laying on the ground, but he was actually not on the ground. He was turned off to the side a little bit because he's talking to him, but he's turned off to the side. And so that was a little suspect to me that he was not willing to get all the way on the ground because a lot of times when suspects are trying to run away, they're really just trying to figure out a good opportunity to run. And so now this guy does get up and he runs. Now, him running, should he have ran? He should not have ran. Why did he run? He could have run maybe because he was legitimately scared because of the way they had went about the the arrest already. Maybe, you know, a lot of these black men, they didn't been, they claim to be so traumatized and have such a psyop done that they, they are literally fearful of the police. Fair enough. But for whatever reason, and then the other reason he could have ran is because he could have legitimately just been like, I just, I just want to run from the police. I don't feel like being arrested. Either way, they catch up with him again the second time. When they catch up with him this time, once again, they're struggling hard with this 150-pound dude. But then when they seem to have some sort of control over him, it looks like they're just standing the dude up and they're just taking turns. I saw one guy kick them in the head like twice. Another guy... Um, uh, uh, some other guys were just punching them in the face, take literally like, like winding up and punching them clean in the face. Then you got the other guys holding them. It's at least six to seven cops in the scene. Five of them were charged for, I believe, kidnapping and maybe murder. Um, so they've already been arrested. They've already been charged, Right. At this point, we can't ask for anything more. They'll likely be convicted. It's unfortunate that all this happened, but it's like folks are protesting and stuff. I get it. They're angry, so I'm not going to get on them for that. But it's like, you know, they, they've been arrested and charged, right? They're going to have their, their day. They're going to have their day, right? But um, they were absolutely wrong. But the other thing I'll say to your point, Christ Warrior, is that Something just seemed really fishy about the way it all went down. 
I believe that there is an agenda attached to this because cops are not stupid. They all have body cams. They know that they have to know, at least some of them have to know that there's a street camera. So I'm just thinking, how stupid do you have to be as a cop to know that you're under surveillance, to know what the policy is, to know that you're basically beating this man to death? So the fact that that they were that stupid is just kind of a little bit fishy to me. I'm like, I don't know if anybody is really, I mean, I expect the criminals to be that stupid sometimes, but the, even they amaze me. But I'm like, I'm like, y'all the cops. And so I do wonder what's behind it. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I got, I got a little Memphis connect. I can't, I don't know if I'm supposed to tell this type of information, but I got a little Memphis connect. So a little birdie in my ear told me some stuff that's circulating around Memphis is that they knew the guy right now. Let me qualify this by saying I have not verified any of this. I have not seen this in any official reports. This could be true or maybe it could be a rumor. I really have no idea. But a lot of people online who were watching the video were confused as well like did they know this guy is he a repeat offender is this something personal because why are they doing this so i'm like either they knew this guy or they were just upset that he ran and he made them run and they were just like i ain't feel like running tonight so we just gonna beat you up <clears throat> so but what was told to me is that this guy was having an affair with one of the cops wives and that in Memphis, it's not uncommon for people to just pull folks out of their car and just jump them. So basically, the police are just Memphis dudes who happen to have a job as policemen and they just got a gun and a badge. But they just regular old Memphis dudes, probably hood dudes or, you know, at least down with hood shenanigans. And they were beating him up because of that. They were trying to avenge the fact that this man was cheating with this dude's wife. I have no idea how true that is or not. It is very plausible. It would not surprise me. Maybe don't share that <laughs> until it comes out. Um, but that's one thing that was shared with me. They said they knew some people that knew one of the cops that was involved in the situation. All of that being said, I believe that it's getting the publicity because there's an agenda behind it. Remember, order is going to come out of chaos, right? And if they can have chaos, that's exactly what they want because a nation divided cannot stand. Glory to the Lamb of God. And so that's that's what we're dealing with. But, you know, in talking talking about this earlier, I was making a point because I looked into the guy. You know, we're going to look into the criminal, find out what type of person was this guy. He seemed like a really regular guy. He seemed like a regular civilian, down-to-earth guy. Obviously, I don't know much about him, only what the Internet gives me. But from the little that I saw, he liked to skateboard and he liked to do photography and videography. He was a father. He is a well. He was a father to a four-year-old. Um, his parents say he was good, even though if I'm just gonna be honest and be a jerk, that really don't mean nothing. 
because <laughs> uh, they make you a saint once you die. You know what I mean? But um, but he actually seemed like one of the few cases where it was just like, dang, this dude was legitimately like minding his business and or, or maybe he had a val. I don't know what happened, but he just seemed like like, man, they really just decided that we just going to beat somebody up beat somebody to death tonight because we feel like it because we're cops and we have that authority um so it's very unfortunate but it goes to show if that adultery story is true that the wages of sin really is death all of it all sin leads to death when you think about adultery you think about getting caught you think about just the fact that it's wrong you don't think about the fact that the scriptures basically says that jealousy is the rage of a man. The scripture says, let's see if we can find it. It says that man, let's see if we can find it. Man will not spare his wrath or something like that. <clears throat> it effectively says when you steal from somebody, you can replace that. You know what I'm saying? You steal from somebody, you can replace that. But if you sleep with a man, as wife oh man <laughs> if you get the wrong one you know what i mean now, now dude's gonna play a different way some dude's gonna be like if you sleep with my girl that ain't my girl that's your girl and just be done with her in dc we put it this way if it's one thing a player if it's one thing about a player that i know is that it'll never check another player for a h-o or h-o-e however you want to spell that but um, this scripture, which is the Bible, says this. It says, and by the way, I'm in Proverbs chapter 6, beginning at verse 30. It says, men do not despise a thief if he steal to satisfy his soul when he is hungry. But if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance of his house. But whoso committeth adultery with a woman lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own soul. A wound and dishonor shall he get, and his reproach shall not be wiped away. For jealousy is the rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. He will not regard any ransom, meaning it ain't nothing you can do to pay this man back. Neither will he rest content, meaning that he ain't going to be satisfied until he got his hands around your throat, though thou givest him many gifts. It ain't nothing that, that you can do to satisfy that man if you sleep with his wife. So I'm going to say every man got something that he willing to crash out over, <laughs> but a lot of dudes willing to crash out over their wife. You know what I mean? Um, I don't have kids, but I crash out over my kids. Um, and I, I I crash out over my wife in the sense of, like, if somebody is endangering my wife. But if it's like my wife cheating on me, no, nah, I'm not going to crash out over that. <laughs> I, if I put it like this, if I crashed out over that, I'd be getting my money's worth. You know what I mean? But I can't even do that now because I'm saved. You know what I mean? But conceptually, you know, a lot of guys got something they crash out over and, and it happens to be their, their wife. And if you get the wrong dude on the wrong day, hey, 
But like I said, that's all. Um, I don't say that's all conjecture, but that's just something I heard that's being discussed in Memphis. I don't know the validity. We just gonna have to stay tuned. Even if that is the case, I don't see them making that the the flagship headline because it does better for them. And these in these little when they get people riled up, it works best when the victim is as innocent as possible. You know what I mean? Because it makes it more of an injustice. The thing about justice, you know, is just like we're not in charge of justice. You know what I mean? We're not in charge of that. Um, but honestly, though, from, from what we do know, he seemed like an okay dude, and those cops were absolutely wrong. That's that's my overall stance about this particular situation. Um, it's tough, you know. Now, I'll ask y'all, do y'all think we're going to see the riots and the protests and the burning of buildings? Is this george floyd 2.0 or not now i'm gonna tell you straight up if those five cops were white cops or even if like two or three of them were white out of the five i'm telling you america would burn it would be like i'm telling you it would be like like you think it was the fourth of july it would burn to the ground if those had been white officers. But it turns out these were just some black dudes. For whatever reason that night, they chose to beat that guy up. So, so we just gonna have to wait and see. Um, but let me see what y'all saying about this real quick and then we gonna round it off. Um, oh, that is not good. B says, yes, Canada encouraging homeless people to end their life. God have mercy. That is sad. Um, research eugenics in Canada. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah, so y'all tell me what y'all thought about it, you know. I see a lot of uh, conservative pundits acknowledging that the cops are wrong, but also saying that he should not have ran. Um, 98 times out of 100, I agree. Like, well, 100 times out of 100, I believe that that a, a suspect should simply comply, right? Just follow the instructions, live to fight another day is really not the end of the world. Um, why they don't comply is beyond me. I think it's one of a few reasons. I think one it's the main reason is that um because <clears throat> some oftentimes these are black the ones that we hear about the victims tend to be black or i'll say the suspects tend to be black um <clears throat> the problem a problem that we have in the black community is that <clears throat> there's not a fatherly presence and because of that Boys who grow up to be adult males, they are not familiar with answering to male authority or authority in general. So if these guys encounter instructions from a male authority figure, they don't know how to respond. 
because it's unfamiliar to them. And so they rebel. See, all that rebellion and all that, that's supposed, you, you're supposed to get that out your system as a teenager. You know what I mean? Really, really, if your parents got you in check, it's supposed to really be in check like your whole life. But but I, I had an old lady at my job. She said, if you can't reach the kid by eight, you just lost them in terms of discipline. So your parents got to establish their authority by eight years old. Then you're going to have a rebellious phase once they hit them teenage years. Then you got to put them back in check. OK, but, you know, as a as a man or as a boy, even a teenage boy, when you know that you are physically superior to your mom, you will you will obey her out of courtesy but you will obey a father if a father were there out of fear you get what i'm saying like like you obey your mom because you want to be respectful and that's your mom but you know that she can't beat you in a fight but you're not going to tell her that you're not going to you're not going to be rude you're not going to going to play that type of car you're not going you hopefully shouldn't raise your hand to your mother she's a lady Men, real men understand, as the Bible says, women are the weaker vessel. Vessel meaning the physically weaker, right? Not not value wise, not spiritually wise, nothing like that. But the scriptures say the weaker vessel. And so men just notice instinctively. Uh, but you will respect a father out of reverence. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like you revere your you you respect your mother because she loves you and you appreciate and you love her for that and because she is the authority figure, but you revere, which is another word for fear, you revere your father because he can kick your butt, and that's why a lot of times most boys get to that 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 phase where it's like they 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 bucket their dad like they they fight their dad. Out of my friend circle, I think of, of us that know our dads, I think like all of us got into it with our dad at one point um, and we were pretty much adults. Maybe one of us was a teenager at the time, but we were young and it just get to a point where as a man, you can't have like you can't have two men in the house. <laughs> it's good. Like it's if it, if you if you're a man, this is my house. And you, he'll let you be there for a little bit. But after a while, even though your dad loves you, it's like, hey, bro, you are grown. You know what, man? It's time for you to step out on your own because this is my house. And you definitely can't be dis like not respecting my house. You know what I mean? If you're going to be in here, you got to at least be respectful, right? So when they encounter these police officers, a lot of these matriarchal dudes, they have no idea how to receive instruction from an authority figure. And the police are authority figures because they, they are law enforcement and the law of the land, that is the authority. So long as it doesn't contradict God, Romans chapter 13. So basically that's one reason why they, why they uh, don't follow instructions. The other reason is that they could actually have this weird, I won't call it weird, but they could have bought into this notion that the cops are like, that every cop is just out to literally like kill them. And so they're just like, oh, I'm about to get killed. I think that's less prevalent. The other reason is that sometimes they're on drugs. And when you're on certain type of drugs, you're any type of drug, you're not in your right mind. So 
the cop is trying to deal with you like you're a rational thinking human, but you're actually zoinked out of your mind. And so you're irrational. Now, the cop doesn't have the luxury of most of the time of giving you the benefit of the doubt because they don't know what you're capable of, especially if you've demonstrated that you're irrational. So, you know, you got these guys, they grab the cop's gun and grab the cop's, t the cop's taser. And I'm like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> like, they'll fight the cops, run from the cop, all this different type of stuff. Why not just live to fight another day? And then, of course, another reason you got some guys that have been to jail and they just don't want to go back to jail. So they just like, screw it. I'm about to run. I'm about to like I do anything just not to go back to jail. Right. Fair enough. But um, I forgot why I even started talking about that. But basically, that's the issue. They, they Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was saying. So a lot of the conservatives are kind of using the whole, oh, he should have complied. Right. I, I'm not really going to apply that to this situation because the fact of the matter is the cops beat this man to death. Okay. Um, and they were wrong for that, regardless of what transpired before that. When you had the opportunity to take this man in as peacefully as possible up until that point, they chose to beat this man to death. So I'm not even going to get it. Now, what I will say is if he had complied, it prop. So it depends if this if it's this whole thing of like this man did cheat with the dude's wife and they were going to beat him up anyway, that could be it. But assuming that's not the case, if he had just look, just go. If they tell you lay on the ground, go limp. Y'all remember the plank challenge? I'm doing the plank challenge. You ain't even got you ain't you ain't even got to really tell me for real. Like if you drag me out the car, look, bro, I'm I'm already on the ground. I'm get out the car with your hand. Get out the car with your hands like this first. You know, keep them on the steering wheel. Communicate. Learn how to formulate a sentence. You know, be polite. 98 times out of 100, you'll be fine. There's tons of interactions with police and men of every race that go smoothly that we never even hear about, right? Interactions I've had with the police, most of them have been fine, all right? I had one, I've had police, I've had police pull me over when I was speeding and just not give me a ticket. You know what I mean? I have to show them no cleavage. I was just honest. Like one day it was just, it was just like, you know, you ever see the street and it's just like open street and I ain't seen no cops. So I just was going about 20 miles faster than I should have been. And a cop came out of nowhere, pulled me over, get over, you know, do you know why I pulled you over? Yeah, I was speeding. I told him the truth. I was like, yeah, I was speeding. I don't know what it was. It's like I saw all this open space and it was just like, and I just I just started speeding. So, yeah, you know, and he just ain't giving me a ticket, you know, and I've had other incidents where it just went smoothly. One incident in particular I had, uh, I won't say it went smoothly, right? And yeah, some of y'all have heard me say this before, but basically um, I was in my own car. This was before I was saved, listening to Trick Daddy. Maybe because I'm a thug. That's the song that was on. It was just, the name of the album was called Chapter AK, verse 47. 
right? So I'm listening to Trick Daddy. I got it blasting um, right on Bennett Road Bridge, right before you get to Minnesota Avenue. So I'm just in the car. The light's taking a long time for some reason. And it's a little random Mario's plumbing or something right here. And then you got some cars in front of me, a car back here, a car back here. Out of nowhere, I just see a bunch of people, someone was in plain clothes, jump out with guns drawn. Okay, guns drawn. Now, I see the guns drawn. It's some white man with a gun drawn, a bunch of other cops behind him. He in plain clothes. I, I Quickly, I process, okay, these are cops. Apparently, they think I'm a criminal. Okay, so... I forgot what he did. I think it was like, I don't know what he said, roll the window down or something he said, but whatever it was, I followed instructions. I'm just like, what's going on? Okay. He tell me what's going on. I was 19 years old. I barely even remember what happened. But the long and short of it is they put me in handcuffs and everything. I'm on the car in handcuffs. Um, They sort everything out. Allegedly, they were looking for a car that fit the description of my car. You know what I mean? So that could have been true or it could have been, oh, I feel like pulling the black man over and handing him his black card today. Either one of them could have been true, regardless of the fact I made it out alive. You know, was it an income? Was it an injustice that I had to get guns drawn on me in my own car and be pulled out? Yes, it was. Were they wrong for that? They were absolutely wrong. Was my time to fight that during that exact moment in the heat when I can escalate the situation? No. It wasn't. We have to strive lawfully. That's the other reason people run, because they have a guilty conscience. We have to strive lawfully, right? Just be at peace with the fact, I know I didn't do anything wrong. Let me get out of this situation. So, do do black people just randomly get pulled over and stuff? I did. So apparently it must happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? It must happen. But can you get out of that situation alive? Yes, you can. So a lot of this stuff <clears throat> um, is just really knowing how to resolve conflict, knowing how to communicate and knowing how to humble yourself in the midst of a situation. You know, the cop, of course, he gave me the, oh man, it looks like we got a misunderstanding, da, da, da. Oh man, he laughing it off. Of course, I'm not saved at the time. I'm thinking in my head, go F yourself. But <clears throat> it's just one of them things, you know what I mean? Um, but in this situation, yeah, they were wrong. Definitely, like absolutely wrong. Sister Marsha says, I believe he was targeted and this was planned for an agenda. I agree because it's, it's just something weird about the fact that police would behave that way, knowing that they're on camera. Not only are you on camera, you got a camera on you and you're still doing that. Brother Joseph says we get in new racial. I, in, we get a new racial incident every January just before Black History Month. Wow. Um, yes, I didn't notice that pattern, brother, but I got to think about that because you might be on something. B says, yeah, it looks like an agenda. They were excessive. 
fishy business. Carlton said, God bless you, Carlton. He says, from what I could quickly Google, the general IQ of police officers hired is roughly 104, which is just slightly above average. Wow. Also, the article mentioned that sometimes they refuse to hire people who score too highly. The reasoning being that they will get bored too quickly and leave the job. That's fascinating, Carlton. Um, I'm trying to figure out how can you get bored as a police officer? <laughs> like, I thought my job was a little bit boring. I'm like, dang, you a police officer and your job boring? Now, I know they got to do a lot of paperwork and stuff like that. But if you were to ask me, name five jobs that are not boring, I'm thinking police officer, fireman, you know, I don't know. That's it. All the rest of us just got boring job. Maybe you, if you work in film, that's exciting. You some sort of creative, right? But if you're just doing a nine to five, you know, but I mean, hey, that's just what it is. Um, that's interesting about the IQ. Now that's fascinating because um, the IQ of a police officer Police officers, police officers are masculine men, right? Um, now, <clears throat> you can absolutely be a. Let me not even say masculine. Let me let me not say masculine. Um, let me just say. Well, I was about to say you got to be like kind of athletic to be a police officer, but you don't really because. You get the pot belly policemen, and maybe they've been on the force their whole career. They eat donuts and coffee every morning, and they just out of shape. But what I was what I was about to say is that you got to be like somewhat athletic to be a police officer, and maybe you can look at a correlation between the whole thing about being a jock and having a low IQ. I don't personally believe that everybody who is fit means that they're automatically stupid. I don't believe that um, there are a lot of gym guys that are very intelligent. Um, but, you know, there is that dumb jock stereotype, right? So maybe that has something to do with that. But that's an interesting article that you cited. Marsha says, yeah, but most of the time, those men who are victims of adultery don't go after the man. They they punish the women, the woman and children. Wow. That's wild. Now, that could be for a few reasons. That could be maybe because that's who they can get to. Or maybe it's because they think the responsibility is on the woman. Like, like you took a vow to me. That guy didn't take a vow to me. Um, the children, there's no excuse to, to involve the children. Marsha says, no, there won't be any riots. I don't think there will be any riots for a few reasons. One, because the cops have already been charged. And two, because all the cops are, are black, <laughs> you know, but I'll tell you, their cops was white. Oh, my gosh. They would be riding like crazy. Um, Sister Cameron says, I live in Minnesota and South Minneapolis was so bad when George Floyd was murdered. I can imagine. The African Marsha says the African-American community will deeply grieve. However, I hope this will expose and maybe segue into fraternity culture. The military and law enforcement has its own code slash brotherhood. I agree that 
cops and the military effectively operate as a gang. Let me not say gang. I'm going to use your word. They operate as a fraternity. What's the other word you use? And they have they have a code and they have a brotherhood. Now, the question becomes, what are the ethics and the the rules to that code? All right. That's that's what has to be explored. Now, personally, I believe that when when police function as a unit, they have to function as a unit. So they have to have a, a, a code and a bit of a brotherhood. Right. Now, when it becomes an issue is if the code is we are above the law. And I think that's what you're getting at. I think these five officers basically was just saying we the black version of good old boys. And we just decide that we don't like this dude for whatever reason. And we just going to beat him up. If that's a part of the code and that's a part of the brotherhood, that needs to be uprooted. If that's a part of fraternity, that needs to be uprooted. You know, if it's good old boy South that needs to be uprooted. So I love the fact that we have the cameras now. Um, the cameras can be improved because sometimes I've seen uh, it used to be. I'm not sure if they still do this or not, but the cameras can like cut off or they would have to turn on the camera. I think the cameras I hope the cameras automatically cut off, cut on now. Um, but I've seen when you get into it with somebody, the camera can fall to the ground. So there's always room for improvement. But I think the camera has done a great job of at least I know it, it can't be perfect right now, but at least letting us get some semblance of what took place. Uh, but, yeah, any type of thing where they above the law, the code should be the law. That should be the code, the law. Anything above that needs to be uprooted. Brother Joseph says one officer, 24 years old, was recently chapter president of Omega Sci-Fi, too immature to be on the force. Man, Sister Constance says, fear will make a person run if they feel that harm is going to come before them. For them to do what they did to him, they were already in rage anyway. So I believe they still going to be him. Yeah, it was, that was messed up. Marcia says, that happened to me. I was on a back road in Georgia listening to Jay-Z going about 80 and got pulled over. One thing that I don't do, excuse me, one thing I don't think there's one gospel song or Christian rap that would get me speeding like that secular rap. <laughs> well, I don't want you speeding, but personally, I take that as a challenge. So, <laughs> but I feel what you're saying. It's like, it, it appeals to the flesh, right? You know what I'm saying? That secular music is designed for the flesh and it can get you in that mode. Uh, but what happened when you got pulled over, sister? Is it, you know, did they hand you your black card or did they give you a ticket and tell you have a nice day? What actually happened? Or were you just citing it because of the whole music thing? Yeah, B says, amen, we made it out alive. I had my share of tickets and no situation, no ticket situations. Yeah, I'm not saying that um, there haven't been injustices. You know, let's be real. But what I'm simply saying now is that if you just simply follow instructions, you have, 
I, I, I can confidently say you can have like a 90% success rate of making it out alive. Those are pretty good odds. You know what I mean? Those are pretty good odds. Of course, you know, some people will to catch somebody on the wrong day, catch a cop on the wrong day, um, something like that. And they were in it. They're wrong. And if they are wrong, hopefully the system we have, just like these dudes were charged with murder before we even heard about it. Hopefully the system will do justice, regardless of how you felt about the George Floyd situation. The guy, Derek Chauvin and those other cops, they had a day in court. In their day in court, they went through the judicial system. He was charged and convicted, right? So effectively, the system works, okay? We don't want to see anybody die, but the reason why we have the system is because sometimes things happen. And at that point, all you can do is just say, well, I hope the system doesn't fail me, right? And they went through the system, and he was convicted. Um Regardless of how you feel about the conviction, hey, but for those people that were seeking justice, they can at least say in the most pivotal case of this century, because I think OJ, OJ was in the 90s. Yeah, of this century, you know, justice was served, right? And some people might say, oh, he should have got the, he should be on the death penalty. I, everybody has a different opinion of what justice looks like. Um, if you felt that the officers were innocent, then you might feel the system failed you. But the fact is, he went through the system, right? Now, is the system perfect? Nah, Brother Greg ain't saying the system perfect. But I'm saying we have a system. And for the most part, the system is set up to protect. Um, so all I'm simply saying is this. Nothing down here is perfect. All I'm simply saying is, even as a black man in America, you have better odds going through the procedure of the system and just complying than you have with trying to buck the police in the heat of the moment when they have the gun and the badge right on them. It's like you make decisions. You know, you make decisions. Okay, a decision should be based on an outcome, right? So it's like, all right, if I decide to do this, what is the best possible outcome that can come out of this situation? Okay. <clears throat> all right. I'm into it with the cops. I make a choice to, to fight the cops and grab the cops taser. It's two of them. It's one of me. Maybe I'm Superman. Maybe I'm Kimbo Slice. Maybe I'm Mike Tyson. But my thing is, and you're on foot. My thing is, okay, you, you're going to take his taser, then what? Okay, okay, you're going to take his taser, you're going to tase him, then what? Okay, you're going to run, maybe you can outrun him. You get away for the moment. Best case scenario. But what are the odds of that? The odds of that are very slim. So why not just... Use common sense. That, that's just how I would go about it, to each his own. But the scripture says that wisdom is justified over children, meaning that we know if something was a good or bad decision based on the fruit of it. So y'all can take with that what you will. Um, 
but that's just what it is. So Sister Marsha answered that question. She said, I got a ticket and I still evangelize the officer. But back then I wasn't as rooted in Christ like I am now. Uh, so I probably looked a little crazy to him. Speeding and talking about Jesus doesn't mix. This happened to me in the late 90s. That's so funny that you say that, sister. I don't consider myself a fast driver. I consider myself a a, a good driver in the sense of I do what I'm supposed to do and just try not to make any mistakes. Um, am I a great driver? I wouldn't say that, but I'm I'm great in the sense of I do it. But I but I'll get in that left lane and I'll do some speeding. You know what I mean? When I'm if I got a road trip, I can get up there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I ain't trying to be on that road all day. And it's so funny because that made me I'm gonna close out with this, made me think about Apostle J.D. Hawk Bolden II. Um, he all he occasionally says stuff, he often says stuff in his sermons that just wows me. And not even like spiritual stuff per se, but it'll be like just the way he is as a person. <laughs> and one of the things he said is he said that he drives. He doesn't drive higher than the speed limit. And he said it's called the speed limit, meaning that this is the highest that you should be going. So he actually drives like a little bit lower or like right just right around or right below the speed limit. And I was just thinking and, and he does that because I guess in his mind. He's obeying the law of the land. And I'm just not there yet spiritually. I'm not going to impose that on any of y'all, you know, but um, but he says stuff like that. It's just so fascinating to me. But I'm just thinking about how aggravating that has to be both. for Well, he's probably used to it now, but both for him and for the other people on the road. Somebody that actually, I hope he doesn't do it in the left lane. If he does it in the in the the right lane, fair enough. Even though that's still too slow, but if I, I pray, Brother Bowden is not doing that in the left lane because that is an abomination. I don't care what the <laughs> I don't care what the what the signs say or any of that. That's it. I'm a I'm a personally declare that an abomination as far as Brother Greg is concerned. Um, but that was just so funny to me that he drives the speed limit. Personally, I believe that people that drive too slow are dangerous because it's like you're messing up. Like you're messing up the rhythm of the flow of how I'm expecting traffic to go. I think the extremes are the dangerous people, the people that drive too slow or the people that drive like like 150 you know what I mean? Those people are what's wrong with driving. But listen, family, somehow, some way, <laughs> that's what he said. He said it's called a limit for a reason. I was like, dang, I ain't, I'm just not there yet. You know, I was out evangelizing with Brother Philip years ago, and he was a, uh, you know, I'm, 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 I'm DC. You know, downtown is my hood. I've been working downtown for years, so I'm, you know, so we was downtown and. You know, when you're in your city, you got the streets mastered and all that. I don't be waiting for the red lights and none of that. So I'm I'm jaywalking and whatnot. And Brother Philip was just like, you know, I try not to, I try not to, you know, like jaywalk. I try to obey the laws of the land. And so 
I, I was like, well, I was like, okay, that's cool, brother. You know, da da da. It's like, but um, do you do you speed? And he's like, oh, I didn't really think about it like that. So, to each his own. The Bible says that we all got to be persuaded. It says everything is lawful, but everything is not expedient. It says let each man be persuaded in his own faith. Basically, meaning anything you do. And you got faith about it for the most part is no, I'll say it. Anything you do and you got faith about it, that's cool. Because if you read this word, it's certain stuff you can't have faith about doing unless you're crazy. Um, but if you're convicted in your conscience, for you, that's sin. Because your conscience is inspired by the Holy Spirit. If you're a born-again believer, and you are to obey that. Because if you don't have peace about it, that means you're not doing it in faith. But listen, family, I'm on here talking about jaywalking and speeding and all of this type of weird stuff. That means that it's time for me to go. I thank y'all for hanging out with me a little bit today. God is good. I hope I ain't ruffled too many feathers, you know, but that's why it's solid talk, speaking out loud in depth. We can come on here. We can agree. We can disagree. It didn't even hit me to open up the line for y'all to call in about that uh, Memphis thing. But we're going to see how that plays out. Other than that, that's all I have for you in this Solid Talk family. You all take care and be blessed. Culture can't keep me in check. And from beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. I keep it solid. I'm dropping knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, just like you done went to college. Devil know we working. His goal is to try to stop it. Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it. Controversial topics, just to keep it honest. Truth hit hard, just like it's a blunt object. Culture living godless, I can't even call it. We in the last days, Babylon is falling. Don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya Points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya Let's walk and get the best of ya I'm trying to tell you bruh, only around the shell We say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya Speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check And from beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers, they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases Speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check and from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus gonna Keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty No I can't handle me Not where I wanna be But best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit Main event and slambery So I need them every day This daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron So I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here But guarantee the link in heaven The born again and righteous Are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith And be amongst the saints When they step in